0: What's up, you guys? I'm Andrea. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Inhuman, a true crime podcast. So before we get started today, I just wanted to put out a little PSA um, with Halloween approaching and all the festivities happening this weekend. I just want to remind everyone to be safe and please do not drink and drive. Um, There are so many options these days with... Uber and Lyft and taxis and phone a friend and there's even some free resources in your area. I know that when I lived in Virginia we had um it was like a free pickup service. The weight oh. was horrendous, but they did offer it. Right. Um still
1: safer than drinking and driving.
0: Exactly. There's just so many, so many options and you know, even if you have to like borrow money from a friend to get an Uber, just please be safe and please do not drink and drive. Yeah. Um, because people's lives are more important than you know spending the extra twenty bucks to get home or whatever it is, so yeah, I just wanted to remind you guys, um have fun, stay safe, and don't drink and drive.
1: yeah, that's a good reminder,
0: yeah, okay, so today, I am going to be covering the Salem Witch trials.
1: <laughs> I am so stinking excited for this. I like love history and this type of history and I honestly feel like I haven't listened to or watched anything about the Salem Witch Trials in such a long time that I like Same. can't even remember anything about it like I'm like okay yeah I know the Salem Witch Trials are like a big part of history but like I can't remember anything about it
0: yeah well so there was a show I think it was on a and a while back called Salem did you ever watch that
1: I didn't it
0: was I think it <laughs> It was on FX or A&E or one of those, like, cable-y kind of channels. Right. It was a really good show. It was very dark, very kind of, Ooh, kind of okay. scary and intense. Um, but it depicted this, the story of the Salem Witch Trials. And I think it did a pretty good job as far as, like, historically speaking. Okay. Um, but that was really, honestly, the first, like... I mean, I had heard about the Salem Witch Trials, but that was the first time I had really, like, peaked, it piqued my interest. Right. Um. So, kind of doing this research was really the first like real experience. And I know there's people who know every little detail and they can like go hard on, on the, all the information. Um, but I just, you know, researched it and I'm going to be sharing with you guys what I found about it and sharing, you know, the, the, the history of it and the inhumanity of it.
1: Um, cause
0: uh-huh. there was a lot Title, of that going on. Uh, yeah. Podcast, <laughs> you know, I did reference. there, but yeah, yeah. no, <laughs>
1: I love that. I looked it up. You can watch the show on Hulu. I don't know where it originally came out, but you can watch the okay. show on Hulu now. Um, awesome. But yeah, I'm so excited for this. Okay. So if you've been living under a rock, which
0: I think everyone has heard, at least heard of the Salem Witch Trials, Yeah. Um, you might be wondering, you know, why did they happen? Where did they happen? What's the whole deal behind it? And according to Britannica.com, the Salem Witch Trials were a series of investigations and persecutions that caused 19 convicted quote-unquote witches to be hanged and many other suspects to be imprisoned in Salem Village, Colonial Massachusetts
1: so this is like back in the day day (laughs) yeah like a really yeah long time ago i also really want to visit salem a friend of mine recently did like a whole tour um which shout out michaela if you're listening um she went to like the uh northeast why can't i think and i'm pretty sure she went to salem or if she didn't the pictures she was posting made me think of salem and really want to go there
0: Okay, I've been to Salem, and it is actually amazing. Um, oh. It is a very, like, quirky kind of town. There's a lot of art, obviously a lot of history. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of stuff, like, directed, you know, towards the theme of the Salem Witch Trials. And mm-hmm. um, oh, we didn't so go cool. to the, the gallows. We didn't have time, unfortunately, to go, like... Plus, I was like, eh, do I really want to go there?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, probably
0: not. But um, it is a really cool area. Um, my husband has family in Gloucester. Oh, okay. So we would go up there every summer and one of the summers my sisters went and of course we had to go to Salem. So of course, I've been yeah. there and it is really cool. So go.
1: <laughs> I really want to go like this time
0: of year. I feel like it would be so cool. Oh yeah. They have a ton of events. I was looking up events like I was going to put that in my research but I didn't feel like really listing every single thing off but they <laughs> yeah. have a ton of stuff
1: to do up there around this time. Maybe of year. next year we'll do a podcast trip to Salem. Ooh, there's Maybe we'll do a live show in Salem or like in the area <gasps> and then visit Salem. We definitely have to do that. We oh, that'd be so cool. That.
0: Okay. Okay. So the trials lasted from June 1962, or why would I put
1: 1962? <laughs> 1962.
0: <laughs> 16, June 1692 to May 1693. Wow. And I typed that wrong. So that's funny. That's Okay. These trials were one of many witch hunts that occurred, the first starting in Europe in the 1300s.
1: Ooh, I didn't know that. I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, the, the, the witch trials have been a thing for since before the
1: Salem witch trials. And now a word from today's sponsor, BetterHelp. So,
0: as a busy mom of three and a podcaster, it can be incredibly difficult to focus on my daily tasks, such as, like, cleaning and working and research and all the things. Yeah, exactly. And I can often snowball when I get frustrated. I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people can resonate with that. And clearly, that doesn't solve any of the issues I'm having. Training your brain to stay positive and ignite problem-solving mode can be challenging, but once you figure it out, how to solve your own daily struggles, there's no better feeling. And sometimes that means reaching out for help. Yeah, A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, make it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small.
1: Yeah, and honestly, therapy can help with so much. And that's why I'm so excited that today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, if you guys have ever heard me talk about therapy anywhere, anywhere, you know that I am a huge believer that every single person should be in therapy because it really is so helpful. And I know it sounds cliche, but when I started therapy in college, it really did change my life. I was able through therapy to learn that My anxiety and OCD are affecting my life, and I learned ways to cope with these feelings in my everyday life to just live a calmer, happier life. I feel like so much more like myself since going to therapy, and talking to a therapist weekly has given me the confidence to face my anxiety head on and not let it run my life, and that way I can focus more on problems that need to be solved and what needs to be done every day.
0: I love that. So, a lot of people have anxiety, especially when it's, you know, being face-to-face with a person or speaking to a person Mm -hmm. face-to-face, and that can be very intimidating. And therapy can be very expensive. But with BetterHelp, you can do it online. It's convenient. It's affordable. And, like I said, it's completely online. So, with BetterHelp, you get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and if you don't jive with them... You can always switch at it any time.
1: It's so nice that it's so much more accessible. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com inhuman today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com
0: inhuman. So, witches were thought to be followers of Satan who had traded their souls in exchange for special powers or magical powers. The infamous Salem Witch Trial started after a group of young girls in Salem Village claimed to be possessed by the devil and accused several women in their community of witchcraft. Okay. It was believed that they used demons to undertake magical feats, that they could also change from human to animal form, or impersonate other like humans and that they acted as their familiar spirits and that they rode through the air at night to secret meetings and orgies. Wow. (laughs) So that's, yeah, that's what people thought witchcraft was all about back then. Okay. Luckily we have a whole different concept of it now, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So in January of 1692, Nine-year-old Elizabeth Paris and eleven-year-old Abigail
1: Williams began having hysterics or fits. Wait, one of the girls was Abigail Williams. That's yeah. weird. Um, that is one weird. of the Delphi victims, Abby Williams. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Wow. I was like, that name sounds familiar, and I was like, oh my gosh, duh, wow. Anyway, yeah. Side note, but oh, yeah. Well, these
0: girls were acting completely out of their normal behavior. They were just having fits out of nowhere. And they also happened to be the daughter and niece of Reverend Samuel Parris, who was Salem's first ordained minister. They would contort violently, throw things, and make the most unusual sounds. And they would also have uncontrollable outbursts where they would just scream at the top of their lungs.
1: Oh, okay so
0: definitely like not acting normal no and their family obviously was very concerned so they had a local doctor named william griggs come and you know check the girls out and he diagnosed bewitchment okay and soon after other girls in the community also began to present similar symptoms the first being 12 year old ann putnam jr which is funny to me, I don't know why, but Ann Putnam Jr., like a girl junior, I don't know why. Yeah, but,
1: yeah that's true. You don't hear that very often. Yeah. I yeah. didn't realize the, that they were, like, so young.
0: I know, so many me either. Them. I thought they were teenagers. I mean, I knew, I knew they were, I not thought adult. they were teenagers, but yeah. not, like, 12-year-olds.
1: Yeah. I feel like, I definitely thought they were, like, late teens, early 20s. Yeah.
0: Some of the others who were showing these symptoms were Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren. It did not take long for rumors and accusations to begin to fly, and soon enough, the girls began pointing fingers and blaming three wo- women for cursing them. Okay. Those three women were a slave named Tatuba. Tutu- oh my gosh. Tatuba. I'm going to say that wrong probably every time, but I promise I looked it up. Sarah Good, who was a homeless drifter, and Sarah Osborne, an elderly, impoverished woman. Tichuba was a South American tribal woman from the West Indies who was enslaved by the Paris family. It was likely she was targeted because of her ethnic differences.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, everyone who's being targeted has some sort of, like, Mm-hmm. in some way they were they a minority were homeless yeah different yeah yeah
0: she was accused of attracting girls like abigail and betty with stories of enchantment these tales would include fortune telling sexual encounters with demons and it would cause the girls imaginations to run wild as the wave of hysteria began the community wanted someone to pay for what was happening to these girls which is like absurd. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the three accused women were brought before the magistrate, John, or excuse me, Jonathan Corwin and John Hathorne, and interrogated for several days, starting on March first, sixteen ninety two. During the hearing, their accusers appeared in the courtroom and seemed to be putting on a grand display of contortions, contor- contortions, writhing and screaming. Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne denied any involvement in what was happening to the young girls in Salem. Tchuba, on the other hand, confessed after being badgered. She told them what she thought they wanted to hear. She said that the devil came to her and offered her the gift of magic to serve him. She described elaborate images of black dogs, red cats, and a tall man with white hair who wanted her to sign his book. She confessed to signing the book and proclaimed there were several other witches looking to destroy the Puritans, which was the religious population in Salem at that time. Right. But it appeared she was actually trying to save herself by providing the court with an informant of sorts. Oh, okay. So kind of smart, you know, like, hey, let me lead you to these other people in exchange for sparing
1: me. Yeah. I mean, and this just shows you that forced, coerced confessions Mm -hmm. go all the way back.
0: All the way. The magistrates were pleased. They not only had a confession, but they also had quote unquote evidence of more witches in the community. Naturally, the uproar and hysteria continued through the area as well as into the rest of Massachusetts and others began being accused of witchcraft as well including sarah good's four-year-old daughter dorcas oh my gosh yes four freaking years old and i saw in one source her name was dorothy but pretty much all the other sources said dorcas so i think her name was dorcas
1: i feel like dorothy was maybe like the interpretation of the name like the modern interpretation of the name
0: right Many of the accused falsely confessed to being witches, even upstanding members of the community and churches in Salem. And as a result, there were so many trials they had to bring on additional judges. Jeez. I know. On May 27th, 1692, the governor of Massachusetts, Massachusetts, William Phillips established a special court to hear and decide on witchcraft cases in Suffolk Essex, and Middlesex counties. So, along with the original judges, Hawthorne and Corwin, they appointed Samuel Seawall and William Stoughton. There were many significant accusers during this time, the Putnam family seemingly at the center of it all initially, Thomas Ann and Edward Putton, Putnam, just to name a few, but most of the actual accusers, the witnesses of these claims, were young girls between the ages of 11 and 20.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: The ringleaders were Anne Putnam, who I mentioned before, along with Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, Mary Warren, Elizabeth Proctor, Mercy Lewis, Susan Sheldon, and Elizabeth Booth. Basically, these girls would accuse anyone they didn't care for or anyone they feared. Of so course. they were kind of the original mean girls, if you yeah. want to think about it like that.
1: Yeah, really. Jeez.
0: And it's believed that the girls began thriving on the attention they were receiving and began producing an overabundance of new evidences against these accused women's.
1: Of course. And sadly and
0: unfortunately, it? their efforts did not go unnoticed. Yeah. In June of 1692, Bridget Bishop would be the first of the accused to be convicted. Now, 12 years earlier, she had been accused of practicing witchcraft, but was found to be innocent. However, this time she was not so lucky. Damn it. Unfortunately, Bridget had a reputation. She was known for being a gossip and being promiscuous. Which, for Puritan times, ain't gonna fly. Yeah. Bridget had also been married three times. She also ran two taverns in the area, and she allegedly had a third nipple, which, unbeknownst to me, is evidence that you were a witch back in the day. Okay.
1: I had never heard that either.
0: Me either. But I will say they later disproved that. I don't know if it was after her death. Okay. Um, But it was later disproven. When asked if she was guilty of witchcraft, Bridget exclaimed, I'm as innocent as the child unborn. Ugh. Nonetheless, she was convicted and sentenced to death, and Bridget was hanged in what would later be regarded to as Gallows Hill. Right. In total, 180 residents had been accused of witchcraft, Around 144 of those individuals were chained and thrown in jail for months under the harshest of conditions. At least five of the accused actually confessed because they were told they'd be spared, yeah, but they were still tortured. Yep. Families and friends often advised their loved ones to confess in hopes of, you know, hopefully saving their lives.
1: hmm
0: It got so bad, families would turn against each other wow four-year-old dorcas good who i mentioned earlier was sarah's daughter allegedly went insane after spending so many months in prison she also allegedly watched her baby sister pass away while in jail with her mother who was also later hanged oh my god she was released after eight months but i think the uh the damage was done And there's not much more about her after that. Mm. In total, three women and two infants died while imprisoned. That's terrible. I know. In total, 19 people were hanged for the crime of witchcraft. In August of 1692, George Burroughs, who had served as a minister in Salem Village from 1680 to 1683, was summoned from his home in Maine, where... He had moved and was currently living, and he was actually accused of being the witch's ringleader. Oh, okay. He was then convicted and hanged. Jeez. Along with George was Martha Carrier, who was the wife of Thomas Carrier. She was also the niece of an outspoken opponent of the trials, Reverend Francis Dane of Andover, and she was the sister of another accused witch. Okay. John Willard, who was a deputy constable in Salem at the time of the trials and was one of the first people in Salem to speak out against the trials, was also hanged. Of course. George Jacobs Sr., who was accused by his own granddaughter (laughs) and was verbally, you know, outspoken about the opposition of the trials. John Proctor, a wealthy farmer. Who was also outspoken about the Salem Witch trials, they were all hanged.
1: Of course, anybody who's like gonna speak out or mm-hmm. try to say, hey, this is wrong, they're gonna be like, all right. right, well, you're you must be involved. So they were so there were four main execution dates. The first
0: being Techuba, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne. The second was this group of people, the next was Sarah Good who was the wife of William Good and pregnant with their second child during the trials. The family was very poor, and Sarah would often go door-to-door begging for food and clothing. Mm. Along with Sarah was Rebecca Nurse, who was a wife and farmer, and she was a grandmother and a close friend of the Putnams. Oh. Also, a lot of these women were in their like midlife to elderly. Okay. There was, I think the oldest person was like 76.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Another victim was Susanna Martin. She was also a poor widow. Elizabeth Howe, the wife of a farmer, and Sarah Wilds, who was the wife of a local judge, John Wilds. So the fourth and final execution occurred on September 22nd, 1692. And that was when the remaining eight who were accused were hanged. Mary Eastie, the sister of accused Rebecca Nurse, who had been hanged the prior execution. She was a well-respected member of the community and seemingly did not have any real reason to be accused, but nonetheless, I guess guilty by association. Mm -hmm. Martha Corey, who was the wife of a wealthy farmer, Giles Corey. She was known as a moral member of the community, despite the fact that she did have a child out of wedlock, which I guess makes you a witch. Of course. Anne Pudator, a widow, nurse, and midwife. Samuel Wardwell, which, by the way, a lot of people think that women were the only ones who were executed during the trials, but they were not. There was like five men who yeah, were executed wow. as well. Yeah, I, I thought it was all women. So, aside from George who was the second during who passed during the second execution was Samuel Wardwell. He was a carpenter and a well-known fortune teller who practiced folk magic. So, I mean, obviously he wasn't going to escape this horrible act, right? Mary Parker, a widow who was more than likely wrongly accused due to a case of mistaken identity. Alice Parker, the wife of a fisherman, John Parker, who was known for being clairvoyant and honest. Wilmot Red, who was the wife of a fisherman and was likely accused because of her abrasive personality. She had, however, never met any of the young girls who accused her. And last but certainly not least, Margaret Scott, a widower and a beggar and a mother of seven, Mm. all were the last of the victims to be hanged. In addition to these victims, 71-year-old Giles Corey was killed by being pressed to death with heavy stones.
1: Oh my
0: god. And the reason he was punished to death was because he refused to enter any plea in response to the allegations against him. Jeez. So basically, he pled the fifth before the fifth was a thing, and they killed him. Right. There were many others who were accused and many who were pardoned or who passed away while in prison. But one thing is for certain, the Salem witch trials became a major part of our history here in America. Yeah. Thankfully, in 1693, the governor of the colony, William Phipps, Upon hearing that his own wife was accused of witchcraft, ordered an end to the trials. It's kind of sad that it took, like, that happening for them to end it, but I'm thankful that they ended it nonetheless. Yeah. Cotton Mather, a local minister, backed his order. Prior to this, Cotton had actually written a letter to one of the magistrates in the trials, John Richards, and urged caution in the use of spectral evidence which was witness testimony that accused person's spirits or spectral shapes shape appearing to him or her in a dream at the time the accused person's physical body was in another location. Okay. So that was actually used as evidence. Wow. <laughs> so All right. prior to this, this kind of evidence was accepted during the trials and he wrote out, spoke out against this because it is fucking absurd. <laughs> he stated quote it were better than 10 suspected witches should escape than one innocent person be condemned so thank you mr cotton mathers for standing up and saying something because nobody else fucking did a thing in january of 1697 the general court of massachusetts declared a day of fasting for the tragedy of the salem witch trials the court officially deemed the trials unlawful, and Samuel Seawall, who was the leading justice, if you remember, he was one of the uh, newly appointed um, right. magistrates for the new court, he apologized publicly for his role in the trials. Wow. But, alas, the damage to the community remained, even after Massachusetts Colony passed legislation legislation restoring the good names of the convicted and provided financial restitution to their families in 1711. And Putnam, which was if you recall the 12-year-old who first accused or not first, but she was one of the first that accused um right. the three women, she apologized for her role as an accuser as well in 1706. Wow. In 1957, yes, 1957, <laughs> over 250 years later, Massachusetts, as a state, finally formally apologized for the literal witch hunt on innocent people.
1: Jeez. Yeah.
0: It's kind of sad it took that long, but
1: at least it I finally mean... happened.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of weird because, like, the people who apologized, like, they weren't even there. They didn't have anything to do with it. Right. But, I mean, I guess, you know, for some of the families, then that's kind of a little bit of closure. So, there were some changes that occurred after the Salem Witch Trials that were positive. For example, U.S. courts now guarantee the right to legal representation.
1: Oh. That came after that?
0: I guess so. That's... Wow. What it said in the research. <laughs> um, and the assumption of innocent till proven guilty and the right to cross examine one's accuser. Wow. So, you know, there's not much golden. No, is was all just called golden silver lining, silver lining, golden lining, whatever, you it's know. silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Silver lining. Um, there was some, you know, a glimmer of silver lining in this, this yeah. horrible thing. Um, there was a theory that arose in the 1970s by a scientist that claimed ergot, I think that's how you say that, uh, which is found in rye or wheat, could be the culprit to the girls behaving the way they did. Um, Interesting. Allegedly, ergot can cause convulsions, vomiting uncontrollably, uncontrollably like extreme stomach pain, things like that. But they have debunked that recently, oh, okay. um, because the girls would act normal, unless it was convenient.
1: Of course, okay. So, so it was- and then the rest of their family was fine, and they essentially ate the exact same things. So right. So it was basically they were just trying to fuck with people that they didn't like. Yeah, that's exactly what they were doing. hmm Yep.
0: And- with that being said, before we close, I do want us to remember all the victims of the Salem witch trials all the people who lost their lives for literally no reason other than hate and jealousy. Mm -hmm. And I just hope and pray that their souls can rest peacefully. I can only imagine how distressful that must be for them to have perished the way that they did. Um, and to get like no justice really. But, um, you know, their names were basically given a second chance, which it doesn't really amount to much, but, they did, you know, kind of grant them that at least. Right. So so they don't, like, like, have negative connotation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, at least they have that. But to me, that's just, that's no justice. I mean. No, not at all. And it sucks that, like, justice didn't come until so long after that the people who, like, who caused it and were involved Mm -hmm. in it don't have to serve any type of. Yeah. The people who are actually responsible don't have to pay for
0: what they did. Yeah. Yeah. And that is probably the like biggest injustice in any any situation. But yeah. there is a dedicated memorial um that they have placed in Salem near the the site they believe is the Gallows Hill. Right. Um so there is at least, you know, a memorial okay, for all the people nice. who did lose their lives. But, again, it's just, is it enough? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's but not. At
1: yeah. least there's some small At least they're trying.
0: Something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's called the Proctor's Ledge Memorial. So if you are in the area and you want to see that, go check it out. Um Yeah. And pour one out for the homies because they absolutely did not fucking deserve what happened to them. And, no. I mean, obviously, like, that extreme doesn't necessarily happen, but those those, those kind of actions do still happen today, you know? Like, yeah. people being wrongly accused based on their color, their religion, their whatever, their race, their ethnicity, like... Ethnicity.
1: Ethnicity. I always yeah. say that. I know, and I caught myself this time. Um, but, yeah, but, no, it's- it's still happening to this day. And yeah. I feel like a lot of times it's not as obvious. No. But no, it's not. if you think about it, it really, it really is still happening. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. Yeah. Across
0: the board. I mean, even as a Christian, obviously, I have not witnessed or I have not experienced near what other religions have experienced. But, you know, I have been judged and mistreated because of my religion and yeah that's not fair to anyone you know yeah whether you're christian or muslim or atheist or agnostic or whatever yeah you know like yeah just let people live
1: yeah <laughs> let people fucking live yeah i know it's- that's why i'm a
0: libertarian but <laughs> yeah no, it
1: really is it's like just just if they're not they're not hurting you at all so just let them be oh it makes me so mad Anyway, off the soapbox,
0: (laughs) but that is what I have for you guys for the Salem Witch Trials. Um, I think this is a super interesting part of our history. I know that you guys probably know more than I do and maybe more that I was able to provide for you today, so we would love to hear about it over on our Facebook, because I will be posting pictures um, of whatever I can find. For this case, (laughs) I'm not exactly sure, but I will be posting and we would love to have a conversation with you guys about what you think of the Salem Witch Trials and, you know, if you have any other insight on the history of it. Yeah. But that is all I have for you guys today. Again, have a safe and happy Halloween. We will see you guys on Monday, which is
1: technically Halloween, but I feel like a lot of people are going to be celebrating this weekend, so yeah yeah have a fun halloween weekend and yeah. we're gonna have possibly two episodes on monday so stay tuned <laughs> stay tuned but until
0: then keep it human ah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> bye guys